What leadership is, is having a vision. Sticking with the big picture. It's all about scale. Making bold decisions. Then we build the companies that actually transform the world. Welcome to our third episode of the Manager's Table podcast, where we talk about all things management and leadership with a focus on engineering managers. In this episode, we're joined by our special guests, Jordana Kwok and Micah Ransdell, to talk with us about moving from an engineer to an engineering manager. Jordana and Micah, can you give brief introductions of who you are and what you do? Sure. Hi, my name is Jordana, and I am a UI engineering manager at Netflix. And my team builds the core member experience in the Netflix iOS app. Hello, everyone. I'm Micah Ransell. I'm an engineering manager on the Acquisition UI team. My team focuses on the core signup flow for both web and TV. Right on. And Jared, you want to introduce ourselves too? Yeah, how's it going? My name is Jared Jordan. I have a little cold today. I work on uh, the content experience team. I focus on the member side of helping you understand what content is on Netflix. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm actually on the acquisition UI team with Micah. So let's jump right in. Why did you make the transition to an engineering manager? Why did you give up that great coding and just going into engineering management? All right. So I've technically been a new manager three times. Yeah. So so this is something we should address too, is both you and Micah have gone back and forth. Yes. So that's an even more interesting story is you made the choice to go back and back and back. Like, what's what's up? Yeah. And I've found that the reasons for going, um, you know, back to engineering management has been different each time. The first time when I look back, I don't think my reason was that clear. It was just kind of like, oh, there's this, you know, opportunity. And there was like a need clearly for a growing business. And I was at, working at BlackBerry at the time. But the second time around, it was a little bit more clear in terms of, okay, yeah, I, I do want to build a team. And um, there it was more aligned with, hey, some of the goals of the startup I was working at. And that one was a little bit also a bit more of a hands-on management job where, uh, yeah, you, you still have to ship code. <laughs> so for... This third time making this transition, I had to think long and hard because of how different the environment was. So I, I don't think there's one reason. There's actually multiple that kind of, you know, influenced um, the direction I you know, ultimately decided on. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do around like, you know, what, what did I ultimately want for my career? That's That's definitely, you know... Yeah, the, fir- the first thing that kind of came up was, you know, not like, oh, because like my initial reason for the for like, you know, transitioning in the first place at BlackBerry was, oh, because, you know, the team needs it. Right. And I, I you know, when I thought, is this the same case? I didn't want that to be like, hey, that's sole reason. So definitely it was like, hey, a bit of like looking at my personal growth, career growth. Is this, you know, something I wanted to do? And it is a, you know kind of transition away from a lot of the kind of technical decisions. I wouldn't be making any of these anymore. It would be like up to the team to, um, you know, execute on that. You used a very key word there, transition, because a lot of people talk about it's a promotion mm-hmm. versus transition. And if you look at career stage profiles at different companies, they call it sometimes it's a transition, sometimes a profit a promotion. How do both of you guys think about that? For me, it was definitely a transition as well. It was not a promotion. Yes, you have more responsibility and a larger impact, but you're starting at the bottom for the most part when you go from 
an IC to a manager. And so for me, it was more, I've changed the type of work I do. I now am focused on hiring, focused on kind of team growth and team impact, less on individual impact and my individual growth. So it was very much a transition. I, I felt like that too. It was definitely a transition. I felt like a strong, really good engineer at doing really well. And then I was like, all right, now I'm a junior manager. Like it was a complete transition. It's a different job. You're dealing with different challenges. But that was actually something that drew me into management. I felt like I was wanting new challenges. And, and that's what really drove me to actually wanting to be a manager was like, hey, these are these, these are some interesting problems and they're different. Yeah. And and part of it was also when, when I look back of what I found to be you know, satisfying. Like, you know, with coding, you get a certain amount of satisfaction because you get this quick turnaround, quick feedback of like, oh yeah, it works. It's, I can see it in front of me. With management, it's these these times are a lot longer. And when I started to think of like, hey, where, what, where am I really passionate? You know, like what aspects am I passionate around? And one of them is really developing talent. That's one thing that I really missed. Like, um, I know in, as an IC, you can you know, peer mentor, you know, other, other folks, but it's a little different. And so, you know, one thing that kind of also drew me, you know, continuously draws me back is uh, the aspect of, you know, coaching. Absolutely. Uh, I would say, so on the topic of, of why move back and forth multiple times, my path was pretty similar in terms of the first First role I took as a manager was there was a need. My director was forming a new team very clearly fit within my wheelhouse in terms of my technical ability, as well as it was a smaller team, couple junior engineers, as well as one senior. And so it wasn't as challenging for me to kind of lead a large group. And so for me, it was, it was some interesting technical challenge. I still remained a tech lead. I still committed code. It was the first time as a manager, but I still got to grow the team. I had to make a hire and, and kind of learn about that process. The reason I went back to being an IC um, was when I moved to Netflix and realized that I did not have enough of management experience to, to what I felt like I could be effective here. And talking with Chris, our director, um, you know, it was a very explicit conversation of like, I don't think I can do what's required of a manager at Netflix. And I would rather go back to an IC, build up a little bit more time and domain knowledge all the while knowing that I want to be back as a manager at some point. So he and I checked in often um, in terms of like, is now a good time? Are you thinking you want to move back? You know, what are, what are you kind of basing that off of? You know, how are you making that kind of decision? And then ultimately had an opening. Jared knows about that. but <laughs> And decided that now was a good time uh, about a year ago now that I would like to get back into it. And, you know, one of the, you know, on Jordana's point of like, what made me want to move back that second time was really um, where I could be most impactful. Um, I felt like as a manager, I could be uh, more impactful within the company that way. Did you start to see it in the way you guys, were, when you're shipping code? I mean, like for me, I it was very similar. Like I could see that I could scale. Like I feel like like the hit of uh, shipping code is like I spent six months like shipping something. But when you have like five people, you ship something like almost every day. You're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Is that kind of what draws you to that? Like uh, that extra feeling of, uh, of just having that impact or that scale out? I think it is a little bit of that. It's, it's a different kind of impact. I feel that the impact uh, I made as an IC was very, you know, it was, it was very satisfying. And I knew moving into this role that it would be different um, because, you know, it is looking at the team's impact and not my personal impact. 
So it it's kind of like you you live through the team. So so you know the feeling that you get it it really is a personal thing. Like some people like it to be more direct, and then in this case, you do have to let go and be like. Okay, my, I'm making impact indirectly. Well, I think that to me it goes into some of the challenges of that transition because it's not an easy transition. We talked about it. I think we clearly agree that it is a bit of a transition. But for me, that was one thing that I found was even just like learning how to delegate and let things go. Where you're like, oh, I could just go and encode this. I, like I know this inside and out. But it's also like helping your team better understand that how they can be most effective. And learn how the areas that you may have taken on as an IC. But I'm curious, did anyone else have any like what kind of challenges did you have on the transition? For me, I was tangentially on the team that I then became a manager of. So I it wasn't as direct of a challenge of I was your your peer writing the same code as you and now I'm your manager. I, I worked in a, a separate enough area that didn't have as many awkward moments of of now I'm your boss. But there still was that little bit of how do we adjust this relationship that I, we previously had, um, which I leaned in and was said, hey, this is going to be a little weird for a while. You know, I don't want to change anything in terms of our ability to talk or, or kind of work through things, but um, want to know that things have changed. Um, but I'm gonna, I want feedback and I want to know how well I'm doing. Um, so try to embrace the, the fact that it could be awkward and, you know, not shy away from it. I like that though that you actually addressed it. You're just like, this is awkward. Let's yeah. let's just move past it and be open and honest about it. Yeah, I've uh, had these challenges. Definitely having bounced around, you know, back and forth. The first time there was that awkward moment of, and I didn't know, know how to deal with it. I'll be honest. Like my first time, I I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, having your former peers respond to that was really awkward, and um, some people didn't like it. So I had to deal. It was an additional challenge on top of it. However, my most recent transition, I, I, you know, addressed it flat out, like you know, upfront. Hey, this is this is going to be awkward, and I was surprised that uh, it didn't, you know, kind of materialize. And I felt like that was actually probably the smoothest transition I've had um, in terms of you know having the team kind of accept that you're transitioning into this role. You had a few times to practice, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knock this out. This makes perfect. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, in terms of other challenges, I, I do have to say that uh, recruiting is probably my biggest challenge. What about it is the most challenging? I, I feel like it's been so different at every company and at Netflix, it's very hands-on. So you do spend a significant portion of your time kind of in the weeds and you have a lot of responsibility like the decision is ultimately up to the hiring manager to make so you're thinking a lot about like hey how can I make the right decision and you know I knew this was coming like I, I talked to a lot of people especially uh, managers who transitioned into the role at Netflix and realized that okay this is coming. How do I prepare myself? And I still wasn't prepared. As part of the the switch to hiring, uh, it definitely was hit the ground running. Um, I had two roles to fill on my team. Uh, person on my team waited a month into to when I started as a manager to to resign and move on to a new company. So from there, I you know ultimately they were starting their own startup, so I didn't fault them, but. Um, definitely was a, uh, you know, welcome, welcome back to management. Now get, now get going on the hiring and, you know, really just try to embrace that I, you know, haven't done this for a while. 
I don't know how to do it at Netflix, so I'm just gonna ask a lot of questions, lean on my recruiting partners, lean on my peers um, to really help me and find out the things they've done and then figure out what's the best path for me. What are one or two tactical tips that you guys have taken away that you would give yourself uh, if you were able to give yourself advice like the first 30 days when you're tackling recruiting? Definitely um, work on building a peer network of other hiring managers. Absolutely. That's great advice. That's the one thing I know the first few times I did not do. Um, and I struggled with it because it was like, hey, you're left with this choice. And you, if you want to bounce an idea off of someone, you you know, you don't really have that other person to talk to and you know talk things over with. And maybe... Um, getting a different perspective from another hiring manager can help. I think that kind of even goes with like, not to interrupt on that, but is I think it goes with everything of being a manager is like really building that peer relationship with other managers and getting their opinions on something, whether it is recruiting or just you, some problem that you're dealing with. Because I think one thing that I've found with management versus writing code is yes, there's unique challenges in writing code, but majority of things that you're dealing with as a manager, everything is unique. So one problem that Jordana's dealt with might be similar to something I'm dealing with, but probably not exactly. And so you can get the opinions like, how would you deal with this? And I think to me, that has been one of the most important things is just getting others' opinions and thoughts on how they might have dealt with a situation. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a great advice to mm -hmm. any of that. So mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt yeah. on that. No, no, that's, uh, you know, in terms of tactical tips, like, that's the yeah. one that came to mind. Very useful. Yeah, I would say definitely leaning on peers for, hey, how would you have handled this situation was was really helpful. Um, the tactical thing for me in kind of the the hiring side was really, previously when I, when I was a hiring manager at previous company, I didn't have a talent team. I didn't have... Uh, a group of people I could rely on for that. So I did a lot of, I did all the sourcing, did, you know, assembled my panel, did all that. And I was able to, you know, lean heavily on um, my recruiting partners here. And that was uh, huge in terms of being able to uh, hire someone quickly for one of my roles um, and then think creatively for the other one. Um, because, you know, certainly I had a lot of ideas. I just didn't know where to go with them. And they were able to really help focus me. Um, and, you know, also bouncing off my peers, uh, even in the team of what are, what are things that have worked, what hasn't worked and kind of go from there. I think for me too, like recruiting is just something that even if you're not hiring for a role, it's something that you kind of just have to keep doing. It's like always be networking and, and thinking about, you might have someone leave your team like Micah did, like unfortunately the first month, <laughs> um, yeah. but you, you yeah. almost have to prepare that that, that happens. People leave or you, your team needs some skill set that you just didn't have and you've got this new area or your scope has grown and you have to be prepared for that. So I think to me, it's like a muscle that we should always be flexing, but it's hard because I almost feel like when you're hiring for a role, that's almost like a full-time job in itself. It's as much as on a candidate interviewing, that's a full-time job. You're, it's a full-time job, you trying to find someone to join your team. Yeah, definitely. I think when you try to... Like, think about it, it is a little overwhelming because at first you just think about it's the recruiting part, but then it's like, how do I set up an interview panel? And all of a sudden you're just supposed to know how to do this. And then, oh, wait, am I doing a phone screen, a text screen, or am I doing a take-home test? Am I, like, what are all the things that I need to think about? And so, yeah, leveraging your peer group and and, and seeking advice and kind of fighting that, that, that chance to like, or that thoughts of I need to know everything right now. 
and you know what the surprise is is uh you never have the right answer yeah. it's never right yeah. it's never perfect you'll learn as you go is like oh wait maybe i shouldn't have structured my interview that yep. way maybe i'm going to tweak that i don't think it's ever perfect so it's something that you're constantly iterating on yeah so we talked about recruiting obviously is a pretty important thing hiring and retaining team members is a very important job as a manager. What does the manager role entail? If someone asks you, what is your job? Like, what do you do? How do you respond to that? I ended up, uh, I'll admit, I kind of had to think about this and write it down because it's, if you're trying to kind of wrap this up concisely, it's just scratching the surface. And uh, what, what I thought of is really, you know, Cliff Notes version, uh, building and empowering uh, my team to do the best work um, that is aligned with a vision and business needs. Wow, that was well put. <laughs> that was well I put. like it. <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. So that's yeah, mine. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely echo that. Um, you know, for me, also the the aspect of the product and kind of incorporating that into the direction we're taking as an engineering team was really important for me. Um, I had done versions of that as an IC, but this was a chance for me to really get a wider view of the product and then really incorporate that back into where can we go technically, what is going to meet the needs of, of our product managers and our partners, and you know, not try to set direction from a this is what we have to do, but set direction from this is what product management would like to do. Here's where I see some gaps. Let's talk about it and work through those. Yeah, so a lot of it is actually like, in, to summarize that, is almost being strategic, like being a strategic partner for PM, design partner, the business, all that aspect, I think, is is a great thing to add to that. Yeah, I would say that uh, the other part of that is uh, learning to be a communicator. Like as an IC, I just, I didn't have to really communicate except to my manager and maybe to my peers if I wanted to, but all my communication was done through pull requests or code reviews, right? Uh, now Slack I, message. Slack message yeah. or, you know, for me, Skype way back in the day. Oh, yeah. um, but now, you know, it's just as important to communicate up and out and, you know, to my peers to understand what I'm doing or what our team is doing. Uh, and definitely down to your team because other people can run around and do the littlest thing and you can generate work by just being like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. And then like people scurry around like, oh my gosh, did you just say to do something? So I think, you know, focusing on that communication is that other part that I had to really learn and, and am continuing to evolve in. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great way to put it too. I love that you even said like, I'll save something and then everyone runs and does it. You have to learn when to say something, when not to. It's like, how to be very clear in your communication. So communication is very important. One of the things that, um, you know, coming to Netflix and knowing that eventually I want to get back to management, uh, I took a lot of time in while I was here as an IC was working on that piece specifically, knowing that Netflix values communication, values clear and and concise, but also uh, direct. Um, Something I worked on in one of the roles I was in on the web team, uh, working kind of the, the core platform group, Took a lot of time to work on communication with my partners, work on you know, in and out uh, communication you know, in terms of bringing in their feedback and then giving out output. And that was something that really helped prepare me for that uh, eventual transition was knowing the style in which communication works well with the partners I was working with and how to best be effective with them and kind of model it while I was an IC. I like that. I like that you were like preparing for that uh, and thinking strategically through that. I feel like I got just kind of like thrown into it. It's like, all right, you're managing this team now. Great. This sounds good, um, which I was happy about. But I like that Micah was thoughtful and planning around that. I didn't know planning either. I was just like, you're going to be magic. Cool. 
That's that's what I want to do anyway. Wait, what is the job? <laughs> like, yeah. And then kind of just stumbling your way. We, in. we didn't have Jordana defining it for us. That I, did not, yeah. 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 I did not. Um, I did not. I I could have used you back in the day to talk some sense into me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is over what many years of realizing you know, how, how to be the most effective in this role. Um, I still don't feel like, hey, I'm at that point. And this is another one of, I guess, the motivating reasons for me to uh, transition back is like, I never feel like I've gotten like to a point in my previous uh, engineering management roles where I nailed it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you feel like, oh, there's something there and, you know, there's an itch and I need to, you know, go scratch that. And also to be like, hey, I, I don't think I've mastered it. And there's always something more that um, I'm learning every day now. Yeah. People where, are complicated. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I don't know if there's a point where you master it either. So yeah. you, you might just continue to like look for this. Uh, right. When you think you got the right mix of your team, something happens. Somebody gets sick. Uh, somebody goes away. And you're like, what, what do I need now? Life yeah. events happen. Life yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy like how, thing. Yeah. I was just saying, I like how you put that. It's like you're always evolving. So. We've kind of spoken briefly about like what it means to be a manager and like obviously touched on recruiting being a really important factor. What advice would you give to an engineer or someone that's interested in like, I would like to do management or maybe it's an, a manager who went to an engineer role back to an engineer role and now wanting to get back into engineering. What advice would you give that person? Uh, definitely kind of dig deep into why you want to make this transition to or from. For me, it, it goes to motivation. Like, what what motivates them to um, you know do good work? Are they motivated by uh, them checking off a box saying I did this thing and I I could clearly draw a line between the work I did and what the end result was? Or do they um, you know find motivation in helping people uh, do those things and then you know being able to draw the line of I helped this person, they were able to do that work um, because it's really tough to get that great feeling of I did this great thing uh, as a manager. It's very, not as often um, Yes, there are successes, obviously, as a manager, you know, hiring someone great, seeing how well they do, but it's not as easy uh, to, to draw that motivation. That's well put. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as black and white as like, I ship the feature, it is out the door. It, it's a little bit, a little bit different. I think for me too, like a good piece of advice is that I've often said to people is like, if you can find opportunities to, as an engineer, to almost take on some of those responsibilities, whether it be leading some larger efforts or help with the interviewing and recruiting process, things that can really just get you a little bit of a sense what that job entails, that can be very, very helpful because you might learn that you're like, oh, I don't want to do this at all. Or you might really be like, hey, this is something I really want to do. And at least you've started to flex some of those muscles as a manager. Yeah, there's a lot of resources online uh, now that I would really encourage uh, engineers who are interested in management to read up on. There's blogs, podcasts, like this one. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it you know, for me, even while transitioning, um, you know, back into this role, I did a lot of my own research to be kind of keeping up to date with, hey, you know, these are potentially new practices that, um, you know, maybe other engineering leaders have tried and have been successful with. That's great. Jared, what do you have? I think understanding and being vulnerable enough to say you don't know what the role is anymore um, and understanding that you're going to change and it's okay. Um, I think when I, I look, reflect back when I was 
I transitioned, I would say that day I felt like I had to know everything again. And I probably walked around like that, you know, for, for months. And then like I bumped my head a little bit harder uh, on that ceiling because it was a little lower because I saw the I didn't open up the world around me and just ask questions and say, I don't know, um, because there was a lot of great managers around me. And I think uh, for you to be successful faster or, or start learning a lot faster, you have to be a little bit more vulnerable and say, I don't know again, because it is a role transition. Yeah, I think vulnerability is key. Actually, in general, as a manager, it's it's okay to not know all the answers. Don't try and act like you do because it's it's too hard to. So I like that. Well put. All right, before we end the episode, I want to thank Jordan and Micah. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Where can people uh, get in touch with you? I have a Twitter, uh, just Micah Ransdell uh, on Twitter. Best best place where you can email me. It's just Micah at Netflix. Wow, Micah's going to get swarmed with some email. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at J-O-R-D-E-E-W-O-K, Jordy Walk. Right on. Jared, where can people get in touch with you? Just Jared Jordan, at Jared Jordan from Twitter. Right on. And I'm at Burgess D. Ryan on Twitter. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manager's Table. You can find our website at managerstable.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at managers underscore table. Thank you all for listening. Take care.